what is the difference between a naming ceremony, a baptism ceremony, and the dedication ceremony? And why is this difference even important? The reason why it's nice to know what all these things are, before you get married, and probably if you've been newly married and you're expecting one of the kids on the way, is because we all come from different backgrounds, culturally and religious. And so because of that, we have different expectations about not just how to raise the children in general, but also on some of these specifics about how we are going to start um, their cultural education, their religious education, or their, what should I say, their normal everyday school education. So the more that we know what some of these little things are along the way and what they mean um, in an absolute sense and what they mean to us individually, we're going to be able to chart out what the best best path should be and um, basically we're going to be on the same page absolutely important because we are usually from different backgrounds so even if you're a Yoruba dude getting married to a Yoruba girl chances are you guys have different um, religious backgrounds maybe you're Catholic and she's white garment church or maybe um, you know she's more sophisticated the family has more money and maybe you guys were from uh, more of a working class background. So it's very rare that you're going to marry someone who is from the exact same religious, cultural, and economic um, social context that you were raised in. So we need to get on point about um, a number of these things. So that's why the significance, um, that's why these things are significant, knowing the difference between the naming ceremony, the baptism, and the dedication. So I'll start off with the naming ceremony. Now, what is the naming ceremony? The naming ceremony makes more sense if we just limit ourselves to the cultural context of things. So we're not now talking about things that we've been taught about in church, even though you will hear about pastors talking about the naming ceremony and you also have other Christians um, and people of other religions uh, of course, after they say, oh, congratulations on, you know, your twins and all that, next thing would be when is going to be the naming ceremony. So this is something that is a carryover from our um, cultural contexts. So it's something that, but bear in mind, it's not something that all tribes have. For instance, I'm Tiv, and the Tiv people do not have a naming ceremony per se. So don't be surprised if you run into a TV couple and then you ask, when is the naming ceremony? And then you get a blank stare. It's because we do not have those sorts of ceremonies per se. Although, as we discuss, you'll find that TV people do have some milestones through which they track the, um, the progress of a child and the recognition that you have a new human being getting, uh, coming into existence. So in other tribes, um, I'm not sure about the really northern tribes, like if you go uh, really far up north, uh, you know, Sokoto, uh, Borno, I'm really not sure. Um, but there are some middle belt tribes that have naming ceremonies. And I know that the Igbo and the Yoruba have naming ceremonies. So if you're looking at things from that cultural context, you'll find that the naming ceremonies were, well, like, like, the name implies. It's a ceremony where you get everybody together, you get the whole community, and then you say, um, 
we had twins and uh, today we're going to give them their names and um, different cultures and different religions have different significances that they attach to names and so uh, basically the naming ceremony is where you would fix the names of the children and affix the uh, that is where the identity of the children starts to crystallize not that they don't have any personality before the naming ceremony it's just when the community as a whole starts to recognize and to give credence to the fact that a new human being is amongst us now this might be an idea that is alien to those of us who are modern children i'm a 70s sorry not 70s i'm an early 80s child and so this was not a worldview that i was um born uh into because for those of us who are modern children um life begins at conception well some people say life doesn't begin at conception some people say life begins at birth but well that's something i'll address in another podcast but bottom line is for modern kids like me and patients and our siblings once a child is born the child is born hooray let's start celebrating but to realize why the naming ceremony is important in traditional contexts not just in africa but um there are also other tribes that um other tribes in other parts of the world uh whether it's uh you know the northern europeans or the eastern europeans who had these kinds of cultures so the reason why these things were significant was because um infant mortality used to be a really big deal back in the old days so now we have hospitals we have antibiotics um we have uh midwives all over the place so um assuming you do everything right on your own end you know you're careful you eat right you attend your antenatal classes and all of that you take your medicines you take your vitamins chances are you're going to have your baby safe and there's going to be very little complication now that was not always in the case um the case in the past where um infant mortality was really high because you didn't have access to um you didn't have access to antibiotics good medicines and even in communities where you had all these things like for instance my father-in-law for my father-in-law his mom was a uh, midwife a trained uh, midwife but trained in the traditional sense now the thing is even if you happen to be in a village where there was a trained midwife let's say the whole village only had two or three midwives but then there were six deliveries on one day it's you know someone is going to get so changed in the, in in the process because um the midwife has to start from one location move to another location move to another location she can't be everywhere uh to give everyone the medical or the spiritual attention that uh they um deserve and so because of that uh babies used to die um a lot and um so in traditional circles not just in africa because this thing is almost um near universal like i said you will find it amongst um uh tribes in northern and uh, western europe as well and in asia so all these customs used to be built around all those key points where everyone can rejoice and you know that the baby is going to survive so in some cultures the 7 or the 8 days after uh the seven or the eight days when you did the circumcision used to be a big deal because uh typically if the baby has um survived um the forgive me I'm not a medical doctor so you're going to have to speak to a medical doctor for the uh nitty gritty for the niceties of everything 
So if the baby was able to survive um, the first seven days where uh, the, you know, the blood is clotting okay and they're healthy enough to go through with the circumcision ceremony, then it's a big deal because now you know that you have a viable individual on your hands and then the whole community can get together and rejoice because they know that chances are this baby might survive um, a little bit. So for, uh, for some cultures, it happened to be around that whole seven to nine days. Um, in some cultures, I think uh, even as much as um, two weeks, basically being built around the circumcision ceremonies. What you'll find that there are other tribes where it seems to be, I think like the, uh, forgive me, I think it is Igbo. I'm not sure. You guys will have to ask around again. You know, ask your uncles, ask your aunties, and they'll put you through on the uh, on the fine details of these things. So I think amongst the Igbo people, for instance, it was um, is it was it four weeks or six weeks or something like that. But the most interesting thing is whether it is four weeks or six weeks or um, is it forty days or forty two days or whatever it is that you you use. You will find, especially if you speak to medical doctors, that it seems to correlate with that um, six-week period where uh, doctors like to do the other checkup to be sure that baby is okay and that um, all is well. So bottom line is, if you had a little one, uh, they survived uh, the circumcision, they've gotten through that. I mean, even if it's not a girl child, you've gone through that period and they've um, gotten it to the uh, six-weeks mark. Like I said, some people it will be four, some people will be six, some people it will be 50 days, some triplets 42 days. But you see that it's kind of close, the numbers. So that was another important um, period of um, viability for the child. And so we have reached the prescribed number of days. So if you're one of those tribes where it is 50 days, you know, the community can now get together to rejoice like, oh, hooray. We now have an individual amongst us and then they will say oh this child's name is tabishima or this child's name is richard or whatever and so that is the significance behind the naming ceremony because in the traditional sense they were all tied to this idea of um, the viability of a child and when is it appropriate for the community to rejoice that indeed we have someone who is amongst us but because we don't have those concerns these days children get pretty much named from day one um, because we don't have those concerns and also because on a practical sense, the hospital asks you anyway, what name should I put on this certificate? So the mother has to put down something. So you'll find that most people already name the child even before the child is born. So traditionally, those were the things that were behind, uh, the naming ceremony. That was the, um, significance. So now a lot of us are... Uh, have been Christianized or Islamized or atheists or whatever. But the bottom line is, uh, now that a lot of those considerations are no more, you find that we still stick to these things, even though we don't quite know the origin, why they started. And that is pretty much the significance and how this whole idea of the naming ceremony came about. So... You guys need to have a chat. If you're having marriage classes right now because you guys are getting ready to get married, it's something that you guys should have a chat about. Not like it's something that you have to start planning right now. But let's say you are an Igbo girl and you're getting married to a Hausa boy. You know, you guys 
need to have that conversation now so you start getting a fair sense of okay so when the twins come uh this is how we're going to go about it and um you know okay so this is what your tradition says this is what my tradition says and you guys have that whole uh conversation right now about how some of these things are going to be handled because if you wait until after the delivery and then you guys start having that argument of no i am an evil girl and in my culture this is what happens and the guy says no i'm a house of boy and in my own culture this is what happens it's going to be a really stressful and tense period and it's too late to start having those conversations because let's face it you guys would have spent quite a bit of money even if it's only 200k you guys have spent it's still still you spent quite a bit of money um you know your wife is tired because you know the whole thing baby comes am i lactating is he or she latching on am i getting enough milk is baby jaundiced have they had that first um have they had the first poopoo is the uh the um what was what it called the feeding t- the, the feeding system the feeding tract the stomach everything you know is is everything okay uh we've pierced our ears is it not infected um you know you guys are not sleeping right uh, the in-laws are in the house so you guys don't have space to yourselves like that because both your moms are around so it's a very stressful period to wait to start discussing all these things so right now if you're planning uh if you're in your marriage classes uh, you know bring this up have the conversation maybe even ask the instructor talk to some other people in the class get some different perspectives start fleshing it out if you wait until the twins have been born that's going to be too late and it's going to cause it's going to cause more pain or more angst than it needs um to have caused and for those of us who are already married and who have a few kids on the ground i'm sure we have learned from some of the uh, adventures that we had the first time round. so now that you're pregnant again and you're expecting or there are no other kids it would still be nice to have these sorts of conversations so that you can agree once and for all how is the best way of going about this even though you're an evil girl and i'm a house boy or you know whatever it is um okay so we've gotten past the 10 minute mark and i have uh we have two other legs of the argument to look at sorry not the argument the issue which is baptism and then the baby dedication so i will get to that in future recordings we'll just wrap it up here i hope i've been able to put it quite succinctly so that we know the origins of what the naming ceremony is why it is significant and why i think it's a good idea that no matter what station you are in right now to have that conversation so patience and i that's me and my wife um we've had those conversations um we didn't have it before uh, the babies came so uh, it was a little rough getting through that patch not a little rough per se because we didn't have an all-out argument like some um couples have but um i just found that i took some things for granted that this is how some things ought to be i just took it for granted that um, i know that this is how things are supposed to be but basically let's just say i took some things for granted and found out a little late in the game that you actually are supposed to take your wife um ahead take your wife along on some of these things it's not um you know it's it's uh, it's not a dictatorship it's not an uh, autocracy and even where both of you agree on what it is that needs to be done 
I mean, even if in principle your wife is not going to have any objections or your husband is not going to have any objections, it is nice to still let people know the lay of the land and to have open and frank discussions around some of these topics. So thank you very much for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. Remember that here I'm only offering you my personal perspectives, although I'm trying to give you my well-considered personal perspectives to those of you who are getting ready to be married and those of us who have been in the business of marriage for a bit. I hope that I'll be able to share some things that uh, you guys can take on board to make your marriage and your relationships much more fruitful. So thank you very much for listening to the show. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next recording, where hopefully we'll be able to do uh, baptism and baby dedication. But if we can't, we'll just stick to the baptism and then throw the dedication to the um, other uh, to another recording. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I will catch you on the next episode.